Welcome again to The Real Collective Podcast. I'm Brendan McKeegan. With me, as always, is Sean Tasse. If you're having a good time with us, please like, subscribe, and share the channel. Tell your friends and your family and your dog. That would be great. We love having dogs on the show. Uh, And don't forget to download us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Now, lots of changes going on. Lots of changes. Uh, Before we get into it, Sean, how are you today, my friend? Uh, Doing good. It's a a snowy day, but the... uh... The weather just seems to be warm on warm. It's uh, it's a, it's an interesting uh, uh, winter, that's for sure. Yeah, and um, we were hoping to be able to do this in the uh, set that we have behind Sean right now. Uh, I have two girls who are homesick today, and a snowstorm, so <laughs> everything was like, "Don't leave your house." And so we're doing it this way again, everybody. Hope you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> we thought we would talk about. Uh, what I'm in right now, which is a new built home. What? Crazy. So there's been a lot of people who maybe haven't been uh, financially approved for their uh, new built home because of all the changes in the market and what they bought it for and what it's worth when it's done is sometimes less now. So that sucks. So we thought we'd talk about that today. Um, So let's just jump into it, Sean. Let's, uh, let's get the ball rolling here. <laughs> new builds, new builds. What makes people want them? I can tell you for me, it was a, a chance to have a, a, the floor plan that you want with the finishes you do, that you want instead of buying and renovating. Headaches are that uh, you you don't get exactly what you want. You still have to choose from their products. Uh, so, yeah, and unless unless you're custom building a house, and we'll talk about uh, sort of the the drawbacks that might be happening with custom build houses now. Um, yeah. So I think the, the main thing to consider is it's overlaid. Like this whole conversation is overlaid with the fact that the residential market uh, has gone down over the last nine months by $206,000 in Ottawa. The average price of a residential home has gone down by that much. Uh, and some people bought new houses a year or two ago, which are going to be completed and ready for move in now. Um, and you might've paid the prices from one or two years ago ago um and or, or you might have paid prices from you know the beginning of 2022 and you're ready to move into your house and you had an idea of what your house was worth and you had an idea of what the new house uh, that you're moving into is worth uh and the number on both of those is lower but the new build house price you've already agreed to so the value of that newer built house Let's say, for example, you bought that house and it was worth eight hundred thousand, or or you bought it for eight hundred thousand, uh, and you have guaranteed that future value of the house by signing that piece of paper, right? So the risk, of course, when you're buying a new build is that if what happened to the market uh, over the last nine months happens during the course from when you buy your house to when you move your new build to when you move into it, you're suffering that loss. Of course, the the benefit is if the market's on the rise, you're you're winning in that gain. Um, but there's some people who are who are suffering in that loss, and the banks are coming in and saying, "Look, you agreed to pay eight hundred thousand dollars for this house, but." It's not an $800,000 house. Are you agreed to pay a million dollars for this house? And we're only valuing it at eight fifty. So it's up to you as the buyer uh, to figure out a way 
to 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 bridge that gap. Uh, and normally you would do it with, oh, well, you know what? That's okay because my house is worth more now today than it was before, but it's not. So, you know, you were thinking, okay, well, I'm buying this other place. It's a million bucks. I'm selling my house. It's 800. Well, the reality is you've agreed to pay a million dollars for that place. The bank's only going to loan you 80% of 850. And your house that you thought you were going to get $800,000 for is now only going to sell for, you know, 650 or, or maybe 700 on a stretch. Right. And so, your gap is a lot bigger. So there are people who are in these situations uh, and there, there's a few different ways out of them. Uh, you can choose to not move and assign your contract, provided that your uh, purchase agreement has an assignment uh, clause in it. Uh, if you didn't use a professional realtor to help you buy your house, you probably wouldn't have thought to ask for that clause in it. Anybody who are helping buy a new house, that is one thing that we're putting in, regardless of the situation. We want the right to go in and assign uh, that 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 purchase agreement uh, if we choose. Um, if you don't have that and you can't assign it, you might have to figure out a way to borrow, beg, borrow, and steal, and then turn around and sell that house. Uh, it's not inexpensive to sell houses, right? There's a lot of costs involved. You have to first close on the house. You have to pay to carry the house. You have to pay someone to dispose of the house. That's us. Uh, and then you have to pay the legal fees to process that disposal, that disposition. So there's a lot of risks involved. Uh, it's it's not always very easy. Thankfully, we're connected with some really great people who might be able to uh, sort of help uh, you know bridge the gap whether it's from a, a financial point of view with uh, a lending or private lending or whether it's from the point of view of um you know someone buying your house at at a at a at a price that um you know you might not be happy with but it might be better than you having to put it on the market so there, there's there's a ton of different investors that we work with that might be willing to buy one of the houses that you feel saddled with. Um, so there's there's different options. And of course, we can do everything we can. We can put your house on the market and try and get as much as we can for it. But I mean, if it's worth 650 to 700, we might get you 700, right? Uh, versus if you hire someone else, they might get you 650. But it still doesn't solve that really big gap problem. So if you're in that situation, there are some solutions. There's some creative solutions, some uh, specific stick handling stuff that we can do. Um, but yeah, there's there's people who are in that boat right now, and specific to the market that we're in, we saw people in that situation during the course of of sort of the uh, middle to end of 2022 with regards to the residential per purchase because we were saying hey go buy your house and we're going to sell your house and we're going to sell it for this much and so that you can justify going to spend that much on the new house that you're buying right uh and that was sort of more uh close like when you bought your house versus uh when you're selling yours it was a very very short time frame now it's much longer right you might have bought your new build uh you know eight, nine months ago eight, or a year and a half ago. Um, and, you know, uh, now it, you were expecting to sell your house for a particular value and, you know, those values aren't there anymore. I think anybody who bought at the beginning of 2022, bought a new build at the beginning of 22, that new build might not be ready yet, uh, but they're going to be in a bit of a tough, tough spot. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's uh, overlooked a lot uh, with new builds of doing future value and maybe not getting, I don't want to say hosed, but getting hosed on it. Because uh, a lot of home builders, they're very much just like, this is for us. And they have, they try every single way they can to make it so that there's no protection for the buyer in there. It's all for the seller, the corporation, whatever. So that assignment clause, like you said, that's an important thing. And if a builder's like, no, we don't want that. I'm like, what do you mean you don't want that? So you want me to pay 800,000 for this home or I'm going to lose out of the deposit. You're going to take it back and then you're going to sell it again. Well, for more. That's because I know of a builder who has done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I can see where they're coming from. Uh, their main concern is they don't want you to be in competition with their other inventory homes, right? If they're having a hard time selling uh, what they have, then they they don't want. They don't want you to go and buy a house, uh, be the first one who buys it and pay, you know, $750 for it. And then the prices, as builders do, they raise their prices. The prices raise everybody else, every new house that they're building, they're putting it up for $800. And it's the same house as yours, right? Now, your $750 contract, you can sell it for $775 and you're undercutting the builder. So that's what they that's what they want to uh, avoid. So again, if you get into conversation with the builder, if that's the concern, then you can say, "Hey, look, we'll write the you will write in the ability to assign the contract, provided that we're working with you to again, it's it's about finding some common ground, right? Um, you know, may, maybe we price it at uh, the the same or a very close price to what you're offering." the benefit to buying still in that instance from the builder as opposed to taking the assignment from uh from an end user is that if the um if you've already made the selections in terms of what the colors are you're really narrowing your buyer pool right a lot of people want to go to the builder like you said so that they can choose their colors they can choose all that sort of thing whereas if you're selling it to them uh, um sort of directly you've chosen your countertops and your cabinets and your tiles and all that sort of thing so there should still be a bit of of a financial benefit uh, to someone who's taking that assignment uh, contract. I think uh, we're going to see more assignments. We typically see them in the condo world where a lot of investors will buy a condo pre-construction and then we'll turn around and assign it uh, right before the the condo is complete. we haven't seen a lot of uh, new condo starts in Ottawa. A lot of the new starts have been purpose-built residential, um, but that is absolutely, especially in Toronto, uh, a lane that a lot of investors will get into where they help to fund these buildings and then assign the contracts. They do happen in Ottawa. It's just not as uh, not as common. Yeah. Well, I think there's more things that uh, I want to get into in uh, the second half about what we can do besides an assignment, ways that you can kind of help protect yourself um, and ways that you can make it more beneficial, uh, hopefully in your liking for if you're buying a new build, let's say new build or custom home. And we'll get into maybe a little bit of the differences there. So people kind of understand a little bit and uh, what, what sort of pitfalls there might be. Yeah, exactly. I've got a good story for you guys about a custom build home uh, in the second half that. Uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Perfect. We'll take a quick break. Again, if you just want to talk to us about your own new build aspirations, book a book an appointment in the Calendly links below. Uh, we'll hear from ourselves, probably, right now. 
We'll hear from ourselves doing something else, and then we'll be right back here on The Real Collective Podcast. This episode of The Real Collective Podcast is brought to you by Real Collective. Real Collective brings together best-in-class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients. We govern ourselves with honesty, open-mindedness, and compassion. With diverse skill sets, our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients, including first-time buyers, first-time sellers, transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you are interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back to the second half of the Real Collective Podcast. Thanks for sticking around. We hope you enjoyed the little break. Uh, Thanks again for liking, subscribing, and sharing the channel. Uh, We really appreciate that. If you want to see some other videos that we've done, uh, I'll point them out at the end. Maybe they'll pop up on the side here. That would be great. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's like not knowing where you are in the Brady Bunch thing. Where you just look down and up and like, there's nothing there, man, but you keep looking that way. <laughs> uh, getting into it for the second half of the program, we're talking about uh, new build construction. And I know that we brought up like, you know, you get these, uh, you get your new build home, you get your custom home. And I think we need to just sort of differentiate just to make it clear of the difference between new build and the difference between a custom home so if you're looking at a new build home you've got like a builder they've taken over a whole plot like a acres and acres and acres of land uh to build a new subdivision essentially and they have set templates and it's it's like canva uh where you go into canva and you select your template and then you make it how you want with uh, what they have available a custom home is exactly that. That's the differences there. And there's other things to look for because with a custom home, you're starting from scratch. You're basically buying your own plot of land most of the time. Um, you're working with an architect, everybody like ground up. You're designing your house. Uh, you get to choose where things go. Uh, obviously within reason, because some people don't understand that like you can't have a 40 foot span of nothingness without uh, some sort of pillar. but you I mean, get to choose you get to choose everything uh yes it's more expensive that's why they're called custom homes so yeah the, the difference is uh when you're working with a builder like you say typically it's it's in a suburb and they've bought a farmer's field and they call them tract built homes uh, and part of part of sort of what brought this up is uh the new law that uh, passed recently that's called more homes built faster uh right that's the new uh, bill that's passed where they're trying to build whatever the number is uh houses in in whatever the window is of time I don't think it's achievable. I hope it is. Uh, it will solve the housing crisis that we're currently dealing with. Um, but we needed to build whatever the number was last year, and we didn't even get halfway there. So, uh, you know, immigration is going to start to pick up. And as far as the G7 countries go, we have the lowest number of uh, uh, houses per 1,000 people. I think it's 452 houses per thousand people in Canada. And uh, the next closest is the States and they've got 462 
uh, houses per thousand people. So our a number of uh, houses per capita is absolutely a, a crisis and we do need to build more houses, which is great. Um, but yeah, what we've been talking about so far is, is sort of tracked build houses. And you know who the builders are in Ottawa. You've heard of them. You've seen them as you drive by. Uh, you know, you see big advertisements that they have and big sales centers and all that kind of stuff. The other one, yeah, like you're talking about is a custom builder, right? Someone who's just building a one-off. And like you say, an architect will help you plan that house. They might start from a framework or a template, but then you start to add different things. You get to change things like the counter height. You get to change things like, oh, you know what? I want a third garage. Uh, and so you get a third garage. A lot of the times you're starting from scratch where you are, you just have a blank lot and you have to go and you have to put in everything, right? You have to put in the uh, foundation, the, the footings, all of that, and build the house all the way up from the ground. And you have to make decisions about every single thing. I've never done this. Uh, I've had clients who have done it. Um, all I've done is a full reno of the inside of a house. So we kept the envelope. And even in that instance, picking every single thing just became like an overload of choices to have to make. So thankfully, we had someone uh, who was helping us go through and make all of those decisions and choose like what finishes because you can with a custom house, you can literally pick anything. Anything that you want is possible. You want this finish. You want this type of uh, appliances, uh, whatever, right? You 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 want the the floor to be this color. Well, what kind of that color and what kind of floor? And it's just endless. The possibilities are absolutely endless. I want this person to build the you know, the cabinets, or I want this person to do the plumbing. I want the, these type of faucets. Like everything, everything, everything is a custom choice. Uh, it's overwhelming. <laughs> uh, yeah. You get a custom built house. Now, um, when a builder is building a house, and this is the this is the scenario that we're dealing with right now, when a builder is building a house, they need to get a license from Terion, which is the Ontario uh, uh, warranty program for new builders. When you buy a new built house, it should come with a Terion warranty. With the caveat that if you are building a custom house, to move into on your own and you are the the person who's running the show you as a private individual can choose if you make this choice there's risks that are involved with it of course but you can choose to not put a terry on warranty on your own house okay that's a choice you can make uh like i said there's risks that go along with it i'm not advocating to make that choice but it is a choice that you can make um again wouldn't suggest it but you can uh what has happened, and again, uh, what's happening in the marketplace right now is people are saying, hey, you know what, uh, I'm going to, COVID's happening, I want to move out of the city, I want to move to the country. Uh, and they started the process of building these custom built houses, you know, a year or two years ago. And they said, oh, you know what, I'm going to move there. It's going to be me living there. Who cares? I don't need, I don't need this Terry on thing. Doesn't really matter. And then Oh, look at that. Plans change. You don't want to move out of the city anymore. COVID's over. So you don't want to, right? You just want to be uh, in town. And so, oh, you know what? I don't want that house anymore that I just finished building. So can I sell it? And the answer is, uh, yeah, you can. But 
And there's a big time red flag when you're selling a house without a Terry on warranty, right? Because now you've going through the idea of, hey, I'm going to move in here and now I'm not doing it anymore. Bunch of risks are, are, are associated with it. Uh, of course, if you're the buyer for that house, you have essentially uh, no protection. Right. Uh, and a lot of the times you will hear agents simply say, if we're buying, if you're selling a new house, it needs to have a Terry on warranty. And if it doesn't have a Terry on warranty, what you're doing is illegal. Um, I, you know, I, 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 on the surface, yes. Um, but when you really get down into it, not exactly. Uh, it, it's a real gray area. Please ask your lawyer. <laughs> That's my suggestion. Uh, you know, talk with your lawyer about it. Uh, it is a very uh, small needle hole to thread uh, to be able to 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 make it happen. There's a lot of risks that the buyer is taking on. And as a result, um, there should be some sort of financial compensation to the buyer uh, for that uh, instance. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this just popped into my head. Um so I want to get it out before I forget to. I know a lot of people want to move into a place that's completely done and finished, and especially with new build homes. Um, and that includes the basement. I opted to not finish the basement in the home uh, because I want to see how it does for the first year. Because if something happens, it's probably going to be then or it's going to be okay. So I want to see that first spring thaw, see how it goes, watch for cracks, watch for anything. And it's a lot easier to do that when you don't have all of the extra components going all over. Food for thought, take it or leave it. Uh, that's what I feel more comfortable with. Some people, uh, maybe a townhome or something. Uh, maybe that's maybe finishing the basement's not as big of um a risk if i say it that way because you've got two walls that you're sharing with neighbors typically uh, and then you've got the front and the back and maybe one of those is unexcavated or it's it's uh unfinished storage to begin with but it's just something to keep in mind i think um uh, that if you if you're moving into it in the fall maybe it's Maybe it's worth just letting it go. And not only that, for the price that a home builder charges for finishing a basement, do it yourself. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the things, if you don't know, the things to consider are the carry-on warranty. If the first year of warranty is uh, gives you coverage for uh, everything, so any uh, any deficiencies, everything for that first year is covered. Uh, for the second year, it's the building envelope. Uh, so that means, uh, you know, water getting into the building, coming in through, uh, leaking a slow leak through the roof or through any of the windows, that's covered. Uh, and in the and and then the seven first years, it's major structural. Uh, uh, so, you know, if your roof caves in in the first seven years, that's covered. If you start to see um, cracks in the foundation, those are covered by Terion for, for up to seven years. The way, the easiest way to tell uh, whether or not a crack's going to be covered is I always grab a pen like this, and the width of this white part of the pen here. Uh, if your crack is wider than that, whether it's along uh, the side of your wall or whether it's on the slab that's on the floor, if the uh, if if it's wider than that, that will be covered by Terion. Um, so they will come in and they will uh, you know fix your crack. And again, whether it's on the slab or whether it's on uh, the foundation walls. So uh, those are the, the sort of main indicators. And again, if you're buying a custom built or a self-built, I don't say self-built like the house built itself, but you are the person yourself who's building that house. Um, 
and there isn't a tarry-on warranty included in there, those are the things that you're giving up. Those are the risks that you're taking by buying that house. Uh, again, you know, do your due diligence. It's the same as buying a, a house that's, you know, seven or eight years old, except for, like you said, it hasn't had a chance to do what it needs to do to settle the way that's going to settle. Right. So yeah. Yeah. another trick I like to use is uh, for the little cracks is just carry around a small screwdriver. If you don't carry around a pen, I don't know why I'm carrying around a small screwdriver, but I am. Uh, Thank you. I've got an outlet tester for homes. So mm -hmm. if they're like, oh, how's the electrical? I'm like, there you go. Take it at face value, though. So let's still get an inspection. But just for that piece, a little bit of peace of mind, I guess, during a showing, it might give you a little bit of foresight. But yeah, awesome. I think that's a good idea. Being able to uh, track the cracks is uh, is very, very useful because uh, I have a feeling that there could be one here. We'll see. I had a client tell me a great idea. He said, take a um, take a piece of glass. Uh, and drill it on either side of the crack and put it over top of the crack. And if it breaks, your crack is getting bigger. Put the glass on top of the crack and then drill the holes? On the wall. So, oh, on the wall. Okay. So put it up. you got a sheet of glass here. You drill four holes on either side of it. Uh, I don't know how you drill holes through glass. I figured out. I don't know. Um, but... If the glass cracks, then, I mean, you you can see that, yes, the house is continuing to open up. Hmm. I would just uh, prefer to look. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it shattered a pane of glass that I have to clean up now. <laughs> hey, whatever works for you. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's good info on the Tyrion website, and it does do a breakdown. It has an outline of the warranty uh, and what everything covers, and then you can click on them and get further and further into them. Um, so like a lot of the things that maybe you don't think about that would be covered are covered. Um, I'm just gonna try to find one that maybe you don't think for. Um, Protections against unauthorized substitutions. So you can get into that one and like floor finishes, stuff like that, uh, that maybe they have to come fix. Maybe they didn't do a good job installing it for you. Maybe they were in a hurry. Yeah, or maybe they put in uh, high, 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 high traffic uh, vinyl flooring when you wanted hardwood. Yeah. Protected, right? There's, there's, there's a lot yeah. of protections uh, with, with, with Terion. So certainly something. Uh, if you're building a house, put a Terion warranty on it. Uh, if you are buying a house, ensure that it does have Terion. And if it doesn't, and you still want to buy it, there's a lot of other protection that you'll need to, uh, to, to do for yourself. So yeah, reach out to us, and we can certainly help uh, in those instances. Uh, hopefully, that's not the case. But if it is, uh, there are solutions. Every problem just presents new solutions. Exactly. So get a hold of us in the Calendly links below. We'll wrap things up here. Um, you can talk to us there. Again, thank you for like for doing the old like, subscribe, and share of the channel here on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to see what's going on, realcollective.ca. We've got uh, everything that you need right there to get you get the ball rolling. And then you can reach out to us. And until the next one, this is Sean Tasse. I'm Brennan McKeegan. Keep it real. Collective. <laughs>